The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. From the middle of the battle to the fiery fringes, we're here. Casterly talk. We've got a big one to dive into, and I cannot do that alone and refuse to do it alone. Don't want to do it alone. We all need friends in battle, and we have the normal cast of characters here. Andres Cabrera, Rachel Cushing, and Lon Harris. Welcome, friends. Ace still watching the show because you're trying to get some notes in. How are you? I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I survived, Ken. I survived. It's, it's wild. Man. I'm sorry I'm doing that. No, 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 really no, no, no. Don't, don't apologize. Say something about a point. Uh, I'll, I'll go behind the curtain here. Uh, Cashly Talk, uh, we've been recording on Monday nights, uh, looking at the episodes, giving us time as a team to rewatch, make notes. Lawn helps produce the Watching Throne show on the Fandom Entertainment channel. So we all come in a little more prepared. Uh, I'm the a-hole who planned a trip to Vegas, a yearly trip I go out for the Cauliflower Alley Club, and I'm leaving in the morning. So we recorded this about an hour after watching the episode. Some emotions are still raw. Not all of our notes are perfect. We might miss things, but we're tr- going to try to get it all done here. And uh, Rachel, are, are you ready for this challenge? <laughs> uh Maybe <laughs> I think that um, I love the way our podcast works, which is that we sort of go with the flow and we, we bounce off of each other and we go mm-hmm. by theme rather than necessarily by plot a lot of the time. And I have a feeling tonight will be particularly led by our emotional reaction <laughs> to this, which, you know what? Maybe that's the way to go for an episode like this one. Uh, you know, well, we might come back with a follow up episode or we'll <laughs> all have thoughts. We'll do some more next week. Uh, but Lon, I know you're you're so great with notes. Uh, I kind of want to see what you're doing on your own. I want to see you wheeling and dealing in battle. What, yeah. what you can come up with. I Wow. I, yeah. Not, I'm, I'm on my heels today because usually I'd be looking things up yeah. and I would be sort of che- double checking everything I thought. And I didn't have a chance. I literally finished watching the episode and walked out the yeah. door to come here. So, and I, and I appreciate you all accommodating my travel schedule. Because yeah, otherwise, really otherwise I would have been in a hotel room for this one watching on a MacBook, uh, which was OK for episode one, though mm-hmm. the hotel ended up having HBO. I would not want to have watched this one for the first time on a MacBook. Uh, big fact, I wish I was watching it like on IMAX. At a, at a theater. Oh, could you uh, imagine? Uh, oh, my I God. Wish, if only wish. So this is episode, episode three, The Long Night, written by Dan and Dave, directed by Miguel Sapochnik. We knew going in, Rachel, I remember the, when the directors were announced uh, some time ago, uh, you were uh, you and I were probably texting, and, and it just, this was, you were, you were geared up for Sapochnik and battle. Of course. I mean, we all know what he did with Battle of the Bastards, and, and that um, sort of surprisingly because the show just kept one upping itself upped itself again with um just a truly visceral battle and mm-hmm. a, a a weirdly personal one because you were so in the mind of Jon Snow in that battle and so not only is it a production feat of of feats it was also very character driven and very um personal mm-hmm. and that balance is something you you want for this climactic battle, battle because this was the battle. This is mm-hmm. the seven plus seasons leading up yeah. to battle. And, you know, when we saw what he was able to do with that um, episode, we knew he was the right guy for mm-hmm. this one to, to give us all of the character stuff that we needed, but also give us all the spectacle we needed um, and 
damn, did he deliver? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, we always like to get overall thoughts. Uh, I, I uh, turn to you, Lauren, first for just some kind of the general feel, emotions. And look, you know, we're going to dive into some things and this and that, and that's part of why we do this. I like to come at it from a celebratory status uh, or, or, or point of view. But, Lon, where are you at right now? Uh, do you need a hug? <laughs> uh, loved the sense I mean as we tend to get with Game of Thrones battles and, mm-hmm. and I saw a lot of people on social media sort of immediately comparing this to Helm's Deep comes up a lot this sure. like Lord of the Rings battles these are they're always ground level we're not watching it's mm-hmm. not a god's eye view mm-hmm. this isn't Kurosawa or Barry Lyndon or even like what Peter Jackson's doing in yep. those Lord of the Rings films where it's you're you're up in the air and here's where the orcs are and here's where all the arms are this is what the experience would be like to be in Winterfell. It's being invaded. You don't know where the threat is coming from. It's chaotic. It's confusing. I thought the episode really nailed that. And I think that a lot of the reactions that we're seeing from people where it's like, it's so dark, it's so confusing. I didn't have a good feel for the geography of where everybody Mm. was and what was going on. It's like, well, yeah, that would be what it's like (laughs) to be in a castle that's being invaded by zombies. Yeah, one of my notes here was, uh, uh, I put this, uh, if you can't follow the battle, just try again. Just watch it a second time. And I don't mean that being uh, snotty or snobby. Just watch it again. Well, I mean, I feel like, yeah, after after a few viewings, you probably will get a better sense for mm. here's the dynamics of how everything sort of played out, mm. which is, you know, you want to know and is interesting. But I think uh, when you're first watching it the first time through, the it, it's, it's about the impact. It's about yeah. what this is like to experience mm-hmm. what it's like for these characters. Yeah. And I think on that level, it was really, it had, you know, it was tremendous. It really worked yeah. gangbusters on that level of just the spectacle from a individual standpoint. Right. Like a red wine with some good uh, dark chocolate, pair it with last week's episode, and you have a two-part masterpiece. Uh, Andresa, I'm crying because I lost my guy. Ooh. I mean, you can ask my girlfriend. I had to clutch her arms and did the <laughs> cry because it really yeah. got to me uh, of seven plus years of story with Jorah Mormont. But your guys, your guys survived. So you okay? You Both, Both his guys did. Both and I could have sworn did. one of them was going down. There was a moment where I was like, that's it for Grey Worm. He's about yep. to sacrifice himself oh, to take me. out that trench, to, to light the yeah. trench. And I was like, that's it. And all I could think of was poor Andres. And then it didn't happen. And I was like, man, both his guys survived. I can't complain because one of his guys is my guy, but still. I think you deserve <laughs> this, Andres. I am so relieved. I am so happy. My boy. I was cheering for her the whole time. This yes. is this is real. I, I, yeah. I know a lot of people are like, really? Grey Worm? Yes, no, really, Grey, Grey, Worm. Great. Grey Worm is literally one of, if not my favorite characters left on Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. And I, he went off. I mean, that guy was, you know, runner up for one of the MVPs of the episode. And yeah. I, I told you beforehand, like, I love to pick like, and I did it for Endgame too, pick like MVPs, like who came in clutch, who okay. was, the, yeah. you know, who, who shot the, you know, three pointer, who put a <laughs> Damian Lillard. Um, yeah. And I, I got to say, it was a director, man. So what what he delivered with this episode and there's a lot of hype surrounding it and I get why people want to be like disappointed or wanted more or wanted more brightness in the episode Mm -hmm. or wanted to be able to see more clearly or more deaths. I mean, what he delivered was absolutely incredible. Mm. Just not not just the ground battle, not just the fire, but the aerial fights that yeah. we saw with mm-hmm. the dragons. Oh my! Like making you feel so much emotion for these characters, and the shots that he used, the direction. I, I just really feel like the MVP of this episode by far is the director, and he right. is just on a different level. 
Has he got more in this season? Is Nutter, Nutter's coming yeah, back, I Rachel? I think he's got right? one more. I thought he did have I want to say almost everybody that was on the list for this season had yeah, multiple episodes. And that's okay, me yeah. just reaching, but I think yeah, so. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, but, Speaking of yeah. deaths, though, I feel yeah. like I got to jump in here. Jump in, Lon. This is one I'm, I'm very surprised at the number of major characters that survived... I'm I'm not even necessarily talking about is that realistic considering what a Uh sort of route the battle is. I think you do have to consider Mm -hmm. that on one level. But it is interesting to me that they've left so many people Mm -hmm. in play. I mean, Mm -hmm. we only have three episodes left. Right. There's a lot of characters who survived who I think we all assumed, not only because of the impact it would have on us to see them die, but because we'd be getting them out of the the way. The way, so to speak, right. And now that they're around, they're not out of the way. And mm. you start thinking about characters like Varys, right, who right, we've right. left in the mix, that I think a lot of us assume people like that might be Gone, right, dwindling right. in number, and they're not. I mean, the Hound is still around, and, you know, Jamie and Tyrion Lannister are both still around. Pod's yeah. still here. Pod's Sam's still yeah. here. The one, Gendry's the, still the here. The one that you guys haven't named that I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. I know people love this guy, but my God, Tormund is still going. Is still alive. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. It, How? It's, it's almost <laughs> shocking to me that they've done that just because of the difficulty they're mm-hmm. painting themselves into. Sure. I mean, of course you want, you know, like it, it's, there were a lot of moments, maybe one or two too many of, of saving. You, yeah. You think that a character is yes. done for, and then whoop, someone's going to swoop in. It's always it's, a rousing crowd pleasing moment, yeah. but they did that so many times. They've left so many characters on the it's, table. It's an, I, I'm Sorry, surprised. no, oh, it's an ahead. interesting note because when we watch it a second time or you watch it next year, I might feel that more. So I'm not disagreeing with you at all. I think I'm I'm definitely caught up in the first viewing of, okay, okay, they're alive. Uh, I wonder, I'm going to, uh, that's an interesting point on a second rewatch. Uh, if you feel that, if I, if I feel that personally, I, I, I think that's, it does happen. It does happen a lot. So uh, it happens know. a lot. And, yeah. you know, it's just that, you know, we've left ourselves so many characters that we still have to deal with now. In addition, because right. obviously we, you know, King's Landing, there's characters there. Braun is sort of en route between King's Landing <laughs> totally and the North yeah, yeah. still show up. Uh, but, you know, they, they've really they've, yeah. they've done themselves not a ton of favors in terms of economy of storytelling, sure. because with only three yeah, hours yeah. or four hours left. Well, wow, we've got a lot of people still to set in place. What's interesting about that when you talk about, you know, done them no done themselves no favors is yeah, you might then have to deal with a quicker ending for a brand story or is her, is her the her story end with a kiss with Jamie and that's all you get uh versus we don't have, you know, we have 3 episodes not 6 episodes yeah. or 9 or 7 episodes. I so mean, even that's, just that's an interesting point. The Starks, I mean, we haven't really thinned the ranks of the Starks in no. many seasons now. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of Starks still. A lot still. of Starks still going on yeah. here. Uh, all right. Let, let, I just I think we need to start diving in as best we can. Uh, we know where this goes, but where this began, I love the the continuation. I should say of the calm before the storm. Mm-hmm. I really like this carrying out. I thought for a second I was like, is is it going to start like season three starts with the screams of battle, the fist of the first men? Mm-hmm. We, you know, we know we know we don't really see a lot in that battle. But you know, Rachel, I was wondering, you know, you're an editor. You know, do you just boom pop in with this? Or I love that they took their time. I did too because it it did feel like you could watch the last frame from last 
week's mm. episode and the first frame of this one and feel a continuation with it. And I right. loved the idea of Sapochnik starting this all with this great tracking shot and you're with Sam mm-hmm. and you're just following him through Winterfell and you're getting a little sense of, of the lay of the, the groundwork inside the courtyard and everything. And, and Sam's such a great character because he's just like, he's, you can tell he's scared, he's a little bumbling and, and he's reacting to all the things that he's seeing around him. And then you see Liana Mormont pop up behind right. him and then you cut over and you see Bran and the Ironborn heading to the um, the right. heart tree. And so you, you're just getting a sense of all the people pieces and that they're still waiting Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. because they don't know the exact moment this is going to happen. And so we're waiting with them. And so to travel around and then pop outside and, uh, and, you know, people are are waiting in the front ranks. We got the shots from the teaser with Brienne and Pod and Jamie in front of their um, Mm -hmm. left flank and then Jorah in front of the Dothraki and, you know, Sansa and Arya and Davos on the parapet. So like you just have a sense of like, okay, everybody's as ready as you possibly can be. Yeah. which is not even remotely ready enough, but like mm-hmm. on edge. And I thought that was a great way to pick up exactly where we left off, but also set the stage for this one. And can I just say, I loved having Danny and John take the dragons to like this cliff view yeah, yeah. just to get a sense of, because it's at a night. Little perspective, yeah. yeah, it's perspective. And, it, and I love, it's just beautiful too, mm-hmm. because it's at night and you see the fires of Winterfell and you can see, the the faint gleaming of of the armor and whatnot, and then you just see blackness. You know what's out there, but yeah. you can't see them yet, and yeah. you don't have a sense for sure. And then I know we'll get into it, but like the Melisandre arriving and, and lighting the mm-hmm. Dothraki arcs on on fire, and right. that charge from that point of view, mm-hmm. that shot was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen and such a great visual representation of the good guys with the fire and the light, you know, basically disappearing into the dark. Oh, so good. So (laughs) good. Yeah. Great start. I love that Sam's the point of view here, Andres. We see him nervously getting ready and all the preparations like Rachel was saying. It's a wonder. You know, yeah. he loves wonders, man. Yeah. He loves wonders and he's good at them. Yeah. Um I, I mean I, I gotta follow up with what Rachel's heading down and that's that opening like Melisandre coming in, lighting the sword. It's like, we got a chance, I, guys. And then the Dothraki so charging. Hopeful, right? It's like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they play and then with all it. of a sudden, it's like they run into the wave of, yeah. of the undead. And, and lights start, their fire starts dimming, uh, dimming, dimming, dimming. And it's gone. And they're like, uh, did we just lose yeah. our best fighters <laughs> in we'll, two uh, seconds? We'll pick that thread up. But I didn't say one word during the view. <laughs> and I sat here in silence with Grace. I said one word. Uh, Melisandre. That's all I said at the beginning when she showed up, and I thought that was perfect. And what's been going on? If you go back, and I don't want to pick up where you were talking, going to Ace, when you go back seven years, last week was the highlight. Like that, it really, it's the journey for everyone, and the and Melisandre's journey, burnings of little girls and all, uh, leads to this moment, and 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 what happens with this character when she returns earlier than I thought. I thought, Mm -hmm. you know, I think we've talked last week about she might be uh, the Gandalf at, at Helm's Deep type thing. She shows up. I, I love this moment because it sets up false hope, Ace. False hope. It was, I, I told you, I cracked up. I yeah. laughed so hard. And I know that's wrong for me to do, but my, no, no, I it was kind of funny. It was that moment of like, you know, dark humor yeah. of like, we did it. Oh, uh, we're all dead. One by, <laughs> one, by one lawn, the flames yeah. start going out. What do you think it is? The Dothraki? I mean, it, it's away. a very Game of Thronesy touch because we've spent seasons. I mean, mm-hmm. literal seasons of the show watching mm-hmm. Daenerys fight and scrape to get this army together, yeah. to take control of this army. I mean, 
all of season one. And then again, she goes back to Vice Dothrak. She lights all of their leaders on fire and she takes control. All of that work. And it's snuffed out in in literally a few moments. Yeah. And I mean, that that is a lot of what sort of Game of Thrones is about. Like this this asset that you think you absolutely can't do without. Uh, I think it's also interesting in light of the show has made such a point Mm -hmm. for the past several weeks to show us the sort of, if not outright bigotry of people at Winterfell, Mm -hmm. the the racial animosity, the fact Mm -hmm. that these are... These are, mm-hmm. you know, sheltered northerners who maybe aren't used to seeing people from other races. Right. They're a little bit standoffish. And uh, in true historical fashion, the first wave that was sent out to defend them were people of color. Who were snuffed out almost immediately. Head on out. They were the one who sacrificed. So, again, a, a little bit of sort of real history sort mm-hmm. of in, in there a little Which bit. Which George Martin, George R. R. Martin would appreciate of there. Uh, and I know what you mean, Ace, it was uh, that dark humor. It's kind of everyone's like, yeah! <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> it was amazing. And then the <laughs> fact that they we got their POV of yeah. like, they didn't oh. say a word. They just kind of said, yeah. they were like, uh, oh. The lack of dialogue okay. throughout this episode was very effective, Rachel. You're excited yeah, about uh, that? Yeah, it was uh, just a piggyback on that. The idea that we understand that roller coaster of emotion and also the plot points that are being hit without a lick of dialogue. Like mm-hmm. you get it. You send out your cavalry first. And again, the entire battle is built around. We want the night King to make it through mm-hmm. to get to get him to a point. Bran is bait. You know, we know this isn't winnable. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah, some you know, people would think, well, like, don't send your cavalry out on like a, right. you know, a seemingly, you know, uh, pointless charge. It is and it isn't. It's a sacrifice for sure. Mm-hmm. And you get that brief moment of hope when you see all of the um, Arik's light on fire. Mm-hmm. And you also you see, uh, I think it's Sansa and Arya on yeah. the wall. And they both have this look of like. Oh wow! Oh, this is good. This is good. This is, good. This, is this is an unexpected good thing. So you yeah. have that moment of hope, and then you have the beauty of the shot, and then you have the horror of the light literally being snuffed mm-hmm. out, and you haven't even really seen the dead yet. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're still clouded You're and shrouded yeah. in the dark. The sound design in this episode, top notch. Ramanjwadi's score. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Like all of it, you know, just all together tells the story without. I mean. If you wrote down all the lines of dialogue, mm-hmm. would it be a page, a two pages at tops for Easy this episode? Easy copy at it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, love, I love, too, because, it, you know, we, we knew, you know, uh, this isn't going to win it. Dothraki aren't going to win it. Right. But I love sometimes in, the, in some predictability, uh, uh, in predictable moments, it's not about that. It, it's it's experienced it as the characters and I was you know you're pulled in of, of mm-hmm. the horror I go back to hard home when the dogs start yep, barking exactly and you're like oh also no. Sapochnik also Sapochnik <laughs> yeah, he's so good very good point uh, going back when the dogs are barking I'm like <gasps> I forget that this is a show I've, I'm watching a documentary at this point and it's I thought incredible. that was effective there and, uh, and can I just yeah. say one thing as, as again we've let out the point that I was I was following Grey Worm the most. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The fact that was, when he put his helmet on, and I know we saw that shot in the trailer, but his there's a one quick shot of his eyes just preparing for the yeah. undead. And, the, mm-hmm. and I, I literally said it out loud. I, I remembered mm. 
his line, his famous line where he says, unsullied, fear nothing. And I right. just kept saying that because I was like, oh, man, that's being <laughs> tested right now. But the fact that he looked death in the eyes and he was yeah. like, let's go. I was yeah. like, yes. One, one of the first uh, switches in battle lawn here is we see the Dothraki go, like you were talking about, snuffed out, gone. And th- this is this is essentially Danny's people in a way. Uh, the Khaleesi, let's not forget the queen of the, of the great grass sea, right? Uh, and he, she's watching, and that is the first mistake because you know some mistakes are going to happen. And I ain't blaming Danny, but I want to make that clear. She doesn't follow the plan because it means something to her. Uh, she is watching her guys, her team die. H- how do you feel about where the battle starts turning right from there? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, they, they've definitely baked in this idea that she and John are going to sort of ride the dragons mm. in at a crucial moment. And I think they they sort of purposefully upended our expectations by having it happen very early. And then they right. fly into this blizzard and it's just total chaos. And I think mm-hmm. that uh, that that was essential because we saw that mm. the dragons can really do some damage. I mean, if they're yeah. just going through the ranks of the dead, just blowing them all up, I think you kind of had to get them out of the way at a certain point or yeah. else that wave after wave of the army of the dead effect wouldn't really have been possible. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I like, I like the, the losing them, the, they're, they're the total chaos of dragons in battle and trying yeah. to keep up with them. And, and that would be, if you were fighting a war with dragons, yeah, you know, that would, that would be a real issue. You're, you're not, they don't have radios, you know, <laughs> yeah. you're not, it's not like world war two where you're in touch they, with, you yeah. Know. Cause yeah. if they did, that's the whole, I also thought the same thing. I was like, if they have those, you know, convenient Avengers comms yeah. right. that are in everyone's ears, mm-hmm. John and Danny would have pretty good strategy, but the fact that but, they can't communicate, right. And they I can't th- see each other. They, 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 they put a fine point on it with Davos where yeah. he's trying to signal her to yeah. like light the, do his job. Yeah. Motivator <laughs> and, and she can't see because she's in a blizzard. And, and again, I, I think that comes back to, that's so much of what these battle scenes are, are about on game of Thrones. It's not about mm-hmm. here's a huge Epic battle that you're going to see every phase of as it develops. It's like right. if you were in the middle of this battle, it's, it's a horror movie. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what I thought so much of the movie took inspiration. We were talking about like the very gradual mm-hmm. dread inducing buildup. I mean, that's, that's right out of a zombie movie where they yeah. know that the dead are coming and everybody's waiting. And it's just for that moment. And so much of this, I think was about that. It's a war scene, yeah. but it's survival horror. When you get so, right down the, the character moments, I think you even talked about earlier, Rachel, the character moments are important and big because that's why, that's why we have these battles. Sometimes we want to see all the cool stuff and the fancy things. And we got a lot of that here, but uh, you know, Andres and I recently did a show about our favorite lightsaber fights, and, and, and we talked mostly about what we learned in those battles versus what we saw. What we see sometimes is also important and cool, but we got a lot of character here, Rachel. Yeah, and I liked, you know, the the obvious pairings and the less obvious ones and, you know, the, the people that are looking out for each other. And, and I know Lon sort of attested to this as a few extra getting to your friend's rescue Mm -hmm. moments. But I like you Ken, was caught up in it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and when you see Jamie starting to get overwhelmed, you're just like getting tenser and tenser and like, this is it, this is it, this is it. But Mm -hmm. then Bran comes to the rescue and I love that. But you also, we did also our, our first big death was Ed. Yeah. And you know, and you have poor Sam who insists on being out on the battlefield for like, I mean, good for you, Sam, but you're, you're a no help to anybody out there. I think he got some kills. (laughs) He got some some kills. kills. (laughs) You know, he slayed a white before you. True enough. He's Sam the Slayer for a reason. I know. Um, but you know, I know, but it was, it was exactly 
you know, he saves Sam and then helps him up and then boom, stab. And and that's the first one. And then I just had like a a physical reaction on the couch going, okay, here we go. (laughs) That one's down and there's a bunch more to come. I did this to myself. I just (laughs) muttered to myself. I was like, that's number one. Yeah, that's the feeling behind it for sure. But that's a character moment. That's two, you know, brothers of the Night's Watch uh, out in battle together. They've been Mm. there before. They fought the dead together before. Here they are again. And this time Ed doesn't make it and mm-hmm. you know that's that's the character moment within the chaos within the battle and i think that there were um a lot of those uh, even something like i know i'm jumping ahead but mm-hmm. i mean the death that shocked me the most was liana mormon yeah you just you like I, I turned to my boyfriend i'm like they don't usually kill little girls in battles no. this is this is a new one yeah um but she goes out like a boss mm-hmm. i mean because when you see the giant you're like okay who's gonna oh, get no. the hero moment yeah. and when it was her you're like ah, that's just amazing yeah. so it's it, but it's in her character that mm. at her age that at being a girl, like none of it matters. She is the lady of the house Mormont. She was going to be out there fighting with her people. She is of the North from the North and she's going to go out mm-hmm. like a true North man person, whatever. Right. Um, and she takes out a giant doing that's it. Great. And that's uh, character, you know, it, 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 it was an incredible moment. And I, and I obviously Lon is wearing the shirt right now. Yeah. Those two, man, we, we lost two more. <laughs> yeah. Rest in peace, uh, House Mormon. Uh, Jor- oh, Jorah and I'm Liana. not ready yet to talk about sorry, Jorah. We'll I know, but <laughs> I'm going to have to get there. But they have the best. I mean, we can talk about Theon as well, but they mm. they go out like bosses, Jorah and Liana. Obviously, Liana, to me, that moment, and I kind of I kind of had a feeling that Liana was going to die, but even I was like, that's kind of dark for her getting mm-hmm. squished by a giant. That's really dark. Right. But the fact that she killed, I, I kept, I also was like, who's going to kill the giant? Is it going to be Tormund? Sure. I have a callback to that, mm-hmm. you know, his, yeah, yeah. his story. But the fact that it was Liana and the yeah. fact that she like stabs him in the eye and, and eventually she dies as well. But the fact that it's so much of, of this, you know, story and so much of Game of Thrones is about legacy. And the fact that she's Liana Mormont, the giant slayer mm-hmm. to me is the coolest thing ever. Uh, yeah. And we, we, I think all of us got, chance to watch the sh- uh, the notes afterwards from Dan and Dave in the mm-hmm. after the episode. Did you get to see some of that? I didn't Rachel? unfortunately. Okay. I was rushing out well, the door. Well, so. and I Paul again, uh, nope, Paul, not, I'm going to no win judgment. I'm going to win some money in Vegas for all of you. <laughs> um uh no, but they talked about how, you know, Bella Ramsey gets cast and it was a one scene yeah, character. That was not intentional. And this happens intended. this happens in every TV show. Uh hell my own girlfriend years ago did one scene and turned into eight episodes. That's how yes. it works. Uh, sometimes and uh, Roz was supposed mm-hmm. to be a pilot only, and yep. they liked her. They liked what she brought, and they changed the story. So Bella Ramsey as as Leanna Mormont. Uh, what do you do after that moment? I love that they thought this is a. Uh, I think even DB Weiss is like, we'll see what you think, because <laughs> you know, they record these well before we, yeah. we watch these episodes. But I think, I think you know this is this is one of the best endings for a character that wasn't supposed to be there. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean the fact that. She goes out like a boss. She mm-hmm. goes. I love this the, like the shot where she's charging at the mm-hmm. at the giant white. You know that scene where she's just screaming and she's going mm-hmm. head on to kill a giant, and she does it. And I, I mean, I still think Gren is a legend. Gren and is that too. scene one yeah. of the best. Mm-hmm. One of the best episodes, Watchers on the Wall. One of the best moments in that episode mm-hmm. where he recites, you know, the yep. Night's Watch and, and, and you know, takes down a giant. Like, Grand the Giant Slayer and now Liana Mormont the Giant Slayer. But the battle has gone uh, chaotic here. Things mm-hmm. are happening here. And, and Alon, this is, 
again, no, no real surprise in some of this. We understand how you know, stories are told, and we're like, we, we know this is going to be, we're going to give the audience yeah. a chance to catch the breath, but thing, things start going wrong. I think when, when you get that little the breath of fresh fire, when the trenches are finally lit, you're kind of like, oh, this is a standoff here. Uh, I want to kind of dive in the battle at this point here, unless you have anything that you want to say. No, no, Rest in peace about Leanna. Moment, <laughs> uh, there. Uh, what do you think at this point? What do you, what are you thinking when you're watching this? Uh, yeah, we had a few fire fake out moments where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, OK, yeah. they've lit the fires. We'll be kind of safe. We were also talking about the Dothraki. They light their yeah. swords of fire. Does not really do much. And then later we test out, does dragon fire actually hurt the <laughs> yeah. Night King? And uh, found out, no. no, no, it no. does not. No, it does yeah. not. Uh, so, yeah, I think uh, uh, repeatedly this sort of, uh, you know, oh, finally this mm. weapon that's sort of on our side and, and, and you know, no. And uh, I think it's really fascinating that without the lore, it really mm. highlighted the importance over the last few seasons of the characters actually learning the things that they did, like yeah. the discovery of dragon glass being effective, the discovery of Valerian steel being effective, the right. discovery of Bran's powers and his ability to do what mm-hmm. he can do. Dragons, like all, uh, unless all yeah. of these things had come together, yeah, they, it would have been a route. There would have been no chance because the mm. the traditional things you'd think to do, like yeah. oh, frost zombies are coming, light them on fire, don't work. Yeah, uh, and I thought, yeah, that, that that's also. I, I still feel like I'm going to be a little disappointed if we don't get any more information about the Night King. Like, if no. this is it, if we're yeah. closing the book, because we'll save that for the prequel series and we'll yeah, focus yeah. exclusively, like, he's 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 doing strategy in this. Yeah. I mean, he's doing military he's, strategy. He's yeah, saying, right. okay, I got to get my army through this fire. We're going to have some of our mm-hmm. forces mm-hmm. lay down in the fire. We'll sacrifice some and then use them as a bridge. That's not a zombie. Yeah. A zombie right. doesn't figure that out. We've yeah. seen 10, 12 seasons of The Walking Dead. Zombies fling themselves <laughs> at the fence. They don't yeah. they don't do the 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 raptor test out the different spots and find right. out, you know, the like this is. Yeah, I, so I agree. Yeah, I want to know a little bit more about like how how much like what what was going on with him? Who was yeah, the yeah. Night King and what was he really capable of? Uh, I think I think let's, let's put a pin in that because I think that's going to really lead to talks about what's coming down the line next week because it's a fair question. Uh, and it's an, I, 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 I didn't think we'd get uh, – I think I, I said this is going to be a loss. This is going to be a loss for our heroes. Yes. And I think it, it was – it's a victory, but a, it's a costly, costly victory in a lot of ways. I, I mean, I don't see how you could read this as anything but a huge victory for the forces right. of being alive. Yo, oh, yeah. Mean, yeah, yeah, they, oh, yeah. A lot of people died, but it's a check not mark. everybody. <laughs> it's a check I was going to say, much to say Cersei has about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this, um, is, this is a I could see her though. killing everyone, too, just as yeah. much as the Night King. But for this yeah. week, this yes, is, this is a right. huge win. I mean, the not, only, yeah. not only do a lot of people survive, but they've wiped out sure. the opposing force. Uh, yeah. Kind of going off that, uh, the fact that one of the biggest moments in this episode to me is the fact that the Night King smiles. I thought he that actually smiles. I gotta say smiles. that I was a little surprised. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, we've never seen him smile. Yeah. This is what I, I mean. Was, they've, they've done a lot of work this season on this is not some unthinking, no. unfeeling mm-hmm. automaton. This is not death personified. I guess there are things in this episode that are like he's basically just death. He's the grim reaper. He's right. the God of death. Like, what do we say to the God of death? Not today, Not today. Right. but, but no, he doesn't act like, like the grim reaper is literally a skeleton in a cloak that doesn't right. speak. Yeah. And this is a guy, this is a guy who's like, gotcha. I, like yeah. he's, <laughs> he's having he's fun. Snarky and yeah. he's enjoying himself. <laughs> he's having and, a good time. Yeah. Very confident. Yeah. They've, they've, pers- they've that, personified. There him. was a point towards the end and I don't want to start talking about the end quite yet, but there was a point I was like, 
you know, I know they created a, there is a language for the White Walkers and the others, and they created it and they were going to use it on the show. And and uh, uh, David was David Patterson is the guy who did the all the all the languages, and and I thought, are we going to actually hear him talk? Yeah, are we going to hear him turn to John and be time. like, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know. <laughs> Uh, so speaking in, in English, English. what if they got him in get, get Gilbert Godfrey to do the voice? <laughs> ah, but but that's to your point, Lon. Is I thought this more than we've seen before, and and Hard Home, the come at me, bro moment. Yeah, uh, did was, it again. Was, did again, but it was at another level. So I thought sure. there's something more here, and we might get it. We'll I talk mean, we, about we, it. Yeah. They might just be dropping breadcrumbs for like we'll get into yeah. this in another series. Sure, I could see now, that as well. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. If it felt yeah. like. Uh, it, it to me, I'll He's tell you, got a personality. It seems pretty final. Uh, we'll see if we can even have time to deal with it. Um, but I also think this episode, and Rachel, I'll lean on you here a little bit on the book side of things, where there's a lot of prophecies, and we're very steeped in our prophecies, and we know them. And as fans, we're like, I have my theory on Azura. <laughs> this episode may have, and I don't know how they came up with this ending specifically to this battle, and how much George R. R. Martin said, we don't know yet. Uh, George will blog, and we'll see. Um, uh, the prince that was promised, Azor High, still on on the table for me, but I don't think the answer came this week. No, I mean, I I, I have to say it didn't because I don't. Okay, well, I'm too more of a jump ahead. This is what yeah. we do, though. Um, Let's do it. Arya takes out yeah. the Night King, a thing that I didn't know how much I wanted until it happened, and then I was like, yes, yeah, all about it. Um, especially because I think she has the a great arc within this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we can get into that, but in terms of the prince who was promised or the princess who was promised, John and Danny played roles, but it's interesting that they didn't play the focal point roles that mm-hmm. I think everybody expected them to. And that in and of itself is the game of Thrones way. It's the way of upending mm-hmm. expectations. And I don't necessarily mind it, but it does sort of make you wonder what did, Prince of Promise, what did Azor High? what did any of it actually mean mm-hmm. if it wasn't a direct conversa- con- mm-hmm. uh, confrontation with the Night King, with the Great right. Other, with this, you know, uh, elemental power that is trying to destroy humanity. John didn't get to have that moment and yeah. neither did Danny. So yeah. it's, you know, is the prophecy not as much about this confrontation with the Night King as we thought and more about mm-hmm. what's actually going on with the Game of Thrones? I, we yeah. only we have three more episodes, so I think time will tell. But yeah. in this episode, um, it's, it, it, it's a kind of a question mark for me because it because uh-huh. they didn't actually do anything. Yeah. This, this might be a matter of show versus book and George sure. tell his yeah. stories and he's erasing things right now in his home <laughs> in New Mexico uh, or some of this came from it because it's possible, Andres, that uh, the, 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 the last war, the war that's coming might be more to do with the prophecy and, and maybe Cersei is the great evil. In maybe, but, but I can also make an argument, a good argument that Arya was the prince who was promised. There you go. And that Melisandre That's literally told her, you know, what do we say to the God of death? Not today. Hey girl, I know what you're going to do. This is something I've seen and I've seen oh, you close blue eyes. And she really emphasized blue eyes as implying that, Hey, go get him. <laughs> Arya, this is your purpose. Yeah. You are the prince who was promised. I saw this coming. Bran saw it coming. And that's why you have a Valyrian steel dagger. Mm-hmm. Like I could make that argument and say, yeah, this is who Melisandre really made it a point to interact with Arya. I'm listening then- to that argument. I read the line when she says, I saw you close many eyes, green eyes, blue eyes. 
that she was saying it wasn't that she predicted that Ari is going to be a murderer. It was mm. that she predicted that Ari is going to be a faceless man. She closes mm. her eyes and they're all different colors because she can change her. But, but even Arya said you were right. I did close a lot of eyes. Right. But I'm just saying like th- she's pointing out that her level of prophecy was beyond what we had thought. We thought she was just right, predicting right. like you're going to be a badass murderer one day. And we're like, yeah. yeah, but no, no, I think, I think there were hints in this episode that it, not just Melisandre, that a lot of these yeah. characters who have been, priming and coaching and mentoring Arya, mm-hmm. maybe there was some common understanding of her coming importance because we're sort of tying them all together. There was always that theory that Sirio and Jacken were right. the same guy or that there was like, they're both from Bravo. <laughs> Sirio's so alive. The shadow. Yeah, there Look was, at the shadow. Right. There was always that. Uh, and then, you know, now we're bringing in Melisandre. There, there's a common thread. They're all from Essos. They're all, yeah. too. Yeah, they're all kind of angle. like vaguely religious figures. They're all kind of mysterious. They all represent these like various. And they're all, they all sort of somehow understand that this girl is going to be important. Yeah, I think in a way, no, I think I, I think, that's I think you guys yeah. are on the same page in yeah. a way because uh, what you're saying here, what Lon is saying, I, I, you're absolutely right. I took I took it in the in that moment. I got chills. Be going going back to the moment. What was that season three? Yeah, season yeah. three that she says this. Mm-hmm. Sure, and the green eyes, but and blue eyes. I really told you, that like this, this is, and it's like, oh, yeah. exactly. We're all as fans sometimes looking, and Arya was looking at. Oh, I'm gonna get my list. I got I'm my gonna, list. I'm gonna yeah, kill you're gonna everybody. Close the eyes of people that you murdered. Well, like close your eyes. Yeah, yeah, and not just that, but the fact that the faceless assassin training that a lot of people complained about mm-hmm. is kind of what beat the Nine King. Like mm-hmm. what exactly. beat the Nine King is ninjutsu. <laughs> Essentially, like being really 100%. good at sneaking up on people yeah. is what beat the Night Wait, King. So when did yes. you sneak up on John? I was gonna say that's yes. a call back to the first episode. That's the this first season. episode. Yeah, they set yeah. that up. Yeah. They at totally the, set it up. At the same spot, spot. Yeah, yeah right it's yeah. that it's that same yeah. spot oh which snuck up on me. has now been revealed by dan and dave as the spot where the uh, night king was created but also yeah. the yeah, same right. spot that bran gave her that valyrian steel dagger that. almost being like bran was like uh i'm good man i know yeah. that i'm safe like even like staring down yeah. the night king and being like you died today you died today yeah uh you, that's how i saw it it's like I, bran I, set that whole thing up as you, well I, we're on the same page and now i'm even more excited about the possibility whether or not as uh, aria is azora high uh, i don't want to get caught up in these prophecies yeah, i don't all three of them were Azor yeah high, because maybe. george r martin is giggling in new mexico going i, I told you not to pay attention to prophecies because they're, they're supposed to be wrong uh, in or his they, world it's a or it's played a, around with right it's yeah. an oral it's not the way you think it's gonna folk be. tradition yeah. and and we don't they're getting this like eighth hand knowledge of all this stuff. I mean, their yeah. their idea of what the long night was and what yeah. the prophecies and the stories that come out of it could be very yeah. different from what it had. They're, they don't have first primary sources to go back to. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I think that you don't want to get too caught up in the prophecies because mm-hmm. they're all these people who wrote these prophecies were all human and it's like yeah. a game of telephone. And, and I, I'm actually excited at the prospect of digging into Melisandre. Got it wrong. Came back. I got it kind of right with John, but maybe kind of wrong. And now she's like, ah, I got another. Aria. I got another vote. Can I say one more thing? Yeah. Um, I, at first, I was like, that's why Barrick came back so many times. That was pointless. And then, obviously, at the end of the episode, I was like, oh, 
He saved Arya. Mm. Oh, yeah. That was his whole purpose. He came yeah. back six times just to save the prince who was <laughs> like right. to save the chosen one. That's kind of what he did. Well, he saved Arya. Same Stark. with the hound. Yeah. He saw the he saw the vision in the fire because That's he right. had to be and there. And I was like, they saved Arya, and Arya is the one who beat the Night King. That's totally connected. going going back to their conversation in episode two, Hound, Beric, and Arya, and, and him. Richard Dormer and his wonderful voice, the, the Lord of Light will have his, his here for a reason, it's his night. Yeah, and that final moment. And it plays out, uh, we don't need to go too deep into the books, Rachel, here, but uh, Beric is is gone in the books long before this. But I think what he did in the books is similar to what he did now. Uh, and I think uh, uh, it's a sacrifice for a Stark. Yeah. And, and I love that they use Beric in that way. I love the shot. Of him almost Christ like. Yeah, it's not intended to be Christ like, <laughs> but of holding his arms and I will not move until that girl is safe. And yeah. if that was a specific callback, I felt in some ways to Hodor, which is to say yeah. it's like yeah. throwing yourself in front as a barrier to allow the Stark, yeah. the important young Stark, to escape. By the way, I'm, I'm actually happy we didn't see Hodor marching on Winterfell. <laughs> I uh, just, I, that's yeah. a long way. That's a long, that's a long march. Yeah, I, I, I will say. We've been talking so much about the idea of seeing beloved living characters come back. And we they didn't just, capitalize we on it. We just tease it in this. Yeah. You see Liana yeah. and Ed open their eyes. Did, but that's it. Did you want more, Rachel? You want it with Dolores Ed zombie killing people? What do you it, want? It, 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 it feels like, you know, uh, uh, I don't want to say a wasted opportunity, but like to have Ed the zombie, you know, come into Winterfell and to have Sam see him. You don't have to fight. He doesn't do one really? on one or it whatnot. Just, but there, there would be kill like him? you want Sam to kill Zombie Ed. There, there, there was potential <laughs> for those gotcha. kinds of of gotcha. matchups. But in an episode that had so much going on, and you still get plenty of emotional character beats, yeah. it's not like I can pick something. This shouldn't have happened. So that could have happened. Uh, right, That's right, not right. what yeah. I'm you, saying. It's Look, just kind of a tease. I mean, yeah. in the yeah. same way, they, they they do they like messing with your expectations. Of course, yeah. sure. When Viserion is raining mm. ice fire on Danny and her dragon, I think that's a little bit of a tease too. They want you to think. Is this gonna? Is she gonna sure. turn into the uh, the the night queen? Like yeah. I think they wanted yeah, yeah, yeah. you to sort of go down that road before you realize. No, no, no. Yeah. C- can I say too? Uh, one of the best moments of the episode, and, and a very pivotal moment, and, and it also goes back to subverting expectations, is the scene where John is charging at the night king, mm-hmm. and 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 the night king, you know. Pulls the same thing again, uh-huh. raises yeah. the dead before he can get to him, which I thought was so cool. I love it. I was screaming at John, obviously, to win, <laughs> but at the same time, the oneer where it's yep. following John and John is trying to get to the Night King right. and he sees everyone around. Like when he sees Sam basically yeah. telling him with his eyes, like, help me. And John's like, sorry, man, I love you. Oh. Gotta go. Like, and he sees like everyone dying around him, but he keeps charging towards the night. I thought yeah. that was incredible. I really Insane. love that moment. I, yeah. I love where it ends up with Arya taking the getting the big win there. But uh, yeah. you know, not that John didn't do anything. I think John and Danny were valuable. Danny yeah. uh, had an emotional fumble that I, I'm saying that in the sense of I totally understand it, and I thought it was a good uh, a good thing, a good character moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, you know, watching the Dothraki, and that kind of sets a chain of events that kind of turns the tide of the battle. I think they were good. They were good. The, the ass kickings were happening, regardless of Danny stuck six of the plan or not. Uh, or not. The dragon on dragon uh, battles. <gasps> I mean, I really loved it. I loved so the, cool. the imagery. I loved the way they go above the clouds mm-hmm. uh, in the sky. Uh, having just read Fire and Blood recently, and you get a lot of dragon on dragon violence. <laughs> Uh, I was happy in a weird way. Happy being like I was clutching 
Grace's arm going, please don't die, Drogon. Yeah. But, the, um, is it uh, the Sunfire versus Vagar fight yes. in, in Fire and Blood? Yes. Which, when they flew above the clouds and they lost sight of Viserion, I'm like, he's dropping down. He's dropping yes. down. They're not going to see him coming. I know this is, ex- this is pulled from this other dragon fight, which I thought was a nice, you know, just very little book touch. Yeah. Um, Mm-hmm. But it was flawless in terms of the the CG and the way that the dragons tangled together, and you were getting a sense of you know uh, Viserion trying to snap at John and yes. Rhaegal biting Viserion's neck, and that sc- scratched his chest, and like it's so visceral, and 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 you just head over tail and the mm-hmm. whole thing, and you see the Night King leak going for the spear, and you're like, you know he's going no, for yeah. John, and it, it just, it was spectacularly done. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and a nice, you know, juxtaposition to all of the horror, blood and guts and mud and everything on the ground, to, to have something almost right. as beautiful as that up in the air. Yeah, the, the, this battle changes tones a lot, mm-hmm. and, and Lon, you talked about horror. This 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 turns into straight up a horror movie at some point. And I'm, I'm thinking yeah. specifically of Arya in the, in the library. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, that scene, it's both, it's got a lot of horror zombie movie elements. It mm-hmm. also reminded me oddly of the Jurassic, Jurassic Park, Park yes. kitchen scene. Uh, yeah. That's in my notes. Are crawling around <laughs> and what, which is, I mean, that's a high compliment because yeah. what Spielberg does so well in that mm-hmm. is that you perfectly understand where the villains are. You, you're mm-hmm. never, you're never confused about what Ari is hiding from. You know where the zombie is that she's got to like right. stay out. And just like how Spielberg sort of lays out that scene so that the tension just builds perfectly because you yeah. know where the raptors are and how yeah. they have to stay out of the line of sight. Um, so, yeah, yeah I loved it. Br- brilliant sequence. And yeah, there was a lot of that in this episode. I mean, yeah. I feel like they definitely went in with a this is, you know, a medieval set horror film where we're just it's I a am- castle but but a zombie invasion in a castle. I, I love that quiet moment, Rachel. Yeah, it it's it's beautiful because of you know again it comes back to what Ace was talking about in the Sapochnik's direction. There was the right amount of like chaos, 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 crazy zombies. I was getting like World War Z vibes mm-hmm. with the way that the zombies would pile on pile each up, other to yeah. get right. over the wall and the way they moved. It was like a wave of just, they really doubled down on that aspect of the horror and then cut to these quiet, you know, they haven't quite broken all the way through mm-hmm. into the into the rooms and the halls of the, of the castle yet. So people are trying to find a reprieve in there and you have a moment, but you know, there's just thousands of them and you know, they're making their way in there and the idea of what they react to and what they don't react to and the mm-hmm. dripping of her blood. And it oh. just, you just sit on it long yeah. enough to be like, Oh God. And then, you yeah. know, the, 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 the oldest trick in the book, but it works every time, throw the book, make a noise, <laughs> run out yeah. the door. Um, you gotta do that. You gotta, absolutely. But it like, it was the right kind of homage to like those kinds of horror tropes while still having you sit on the edge of your seat. Yeah. Um, and, and can I just say Maisie Williams kicking butt in the, like her face, it's the stuff from the trailer, but it was mm-hmm, so great mm-hmm. to see it play out in this battle where she has the incredible fight scene that Davos is just like, kind of like staring wide eyed at like, did she just take out like a dozen whites, like without (laughs) even thinking, but then 
she gets overwhelmed too. All of our best fighters uh-huh. get overwhelmed because these are an ov- overwhelming force. And she said she wanted to see this face of death, and she's seeing it. She has that moment where she she gets knocked backwards, and they're all trying to fight to come out the oh, door yeah. at her. And she's looking at it, and you see the fear come mm-hmm. onto her face. And that's when she runs outside, and that's when Beric, you know, gets the hound to, to get back into yeah. action because he's pretty much given up and it's the hound you know, needs some therapy. He does. Well yeah. he, we all know how he feels about fire. And fire so that it. certainly isn't helping. And this is this is yeah. a unwinnable situation. And yeah. he understands that he's the realist. He's always been a realist. So he's looking at the situation the hound, yep. going, what's the point in continuing to fight? And mm-hmm. Barrick goes, she's the point. Mm-hmm. And Barrick's mm-hmm. saying it because he knows the things that we don't know yet and that, yeah. that his purpose is to protect her. And he also realized that that is also the hound's purpose. So they, you know, that springs the hound into action and then you have their great hallway scene, which we've touched upon and, and, you know, um, but her arc and all of that and the way that she played, it was just great. It's also, I mean, that's directly paralleling the hound at Blackwater, which is another battle where he gets freaked out by the, the chaos and then fire except in that one there isn't a yeah. barrack around to yeah. be like no you have to stay so he just says fuck the king and then leaves he heads on out and, right. and grabs it. yeah so i think that we're, we're, what we're seeing here is his growth and yep. change yeah. as a character this time he doesn't run away. he doesn't run away yeah i i i take a little shot at him and almost at a, at a love because i love the hound i think it's an you said an, a realistic per, uh, mm-hmm. point of view rachel uh i you know if i go, I go to saving private ryan i remember when corporal upham has his problems and he's afraid and it's like i, I work with some guys who are uh, making fun of the character and how Stu, I w- I'd be tougher than that. And it's like, I, uh, you, <laughs> sure maybe you would have, maybe you would have, but I love this perspective of it breaks Corporal Upham's mind a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I love that the hound, I don't love, I feel sorry for the hound, but I love that his mind, did, even when Thoros dies and, and that moment where he's just watching the bear he, he devour Thoros and, and he can't do anything. Uh, he is the big, tough Sandor Kaglain. C- and that might not be his heart, and he might just be overwhelmed. And, and realistic is a good sense of what's the point. Uh, Andres, I do want to go back a little bit. The, the big retreat and the moment that I, I'll tell you what, I was convinced Gray Worm was going out at this no moment. Kidding. The hold the retreat line. Yep. When he says, it, it was the first moment where I started to get a little teary eyed because I thought he was going. Like, hold the retreat. And, and what, a, what a heroic moment that fortunately survives, knocking on wood for the rest oh, of the show. Yes. But. I love that moment. Oh, it's it's incredible. And then we see how committed he is. I, I I still think he's the biggest badass on the show. But but that kind of comes back to he's the one who looked at Melisandre and was like, we need fire. She can make fire. We need you, girl. And then he like brings out a part of his unsullied to protect her. A little phalanx yeah, that they surround her with. It was so cool. And it was awesome, too, because their first interaction when she arrives, she that's says right. uh, Valar Morghulis, and he says Valar Dohairis, and yeah. that's the core that's of what he is. is. All He's men all men must serve. serve. Yeah. And yeah. that's great, and that she recognizes that, and so she understood that he was the one to help her in that moment do mm. a thing that needed to be done, because Danny, as we spoke of before, that great blizzard can't yeah. light the trenches, and if they can't like the trenches, this is all going to go a lot faster than we expected. Right. Can I yeah. just say too, uh, Lon called it last week uh, or it might've been the week before, but when you said like, Melisandre always wanted to be at a battle and we were yeah. always wondering why. She's like, if I were there, you wouldn't have lost. Yeah, and now we Stannis. see why she's so clutch in this yeah, battle. That's what she told Stannis after Blackwater. If he yeah. hadn't left me behind, it could all worked out differently. Yeah, and absolutely. And he doesn't leave her behind when he goes to the, the last battle of Winterfell. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, I loved all, I loved all that stuff there, and it's and it's starting to build up towards the uh, the, the chaotic end. And yeah, this this is where having only watched it one I, uh, one time so far, I I am uh, you know struggling to kind of get my footing on where to go because it's just it, it just I was just um, just I, I couldn't breathe in these moments. Can we go know? to Can we go to your boy? Yeah, let's go to the, the best. I think he oh, was okay, one I'm of the ready. best. You know, can you hold my hand while we talk? The fact that he went out like when he got stabbed all those times, and I thought he was going to have the whole death scene, but he stood up again. Like when he got up, I was like, Jorah, yeah, come on, man, this guy's so cool. And it was beautiful, right? Because the you you and you got a cue because um, Danny's flying on Drogon, and and they have the aerial fight, and but she's still around. Um, John is focused on Bran, but she's focused on her people. Mm-hmm. And that's why she reacts the way she does when the Dothraki right. are destroyed and she she jumps on Drogon and she gets involved in the Unsullied. And, and Jorah has loved her since day one. So at a certain point in the thick of the chaos, and he's in the courtyard at Winterfell, um, he hears Drogon. Mm-hmm. And so he knows she's nearby. And so he looks up and then you know, flash forward, she's out there. She tries to take out the Night King. It doesn't work. Um, John's knocked off Rhaegal. He's got to make his way to uh, Winterfell. She says, go. Um, and and then, you know, Night King brings everybody yeah. back. And now there's a whole new set of zombies. And um, she's getting uh, overrun. Drogon getting overrun. Mm-hmm. That gave me the creepy crawlies. Oh, no, the way yeah. that that shot looked. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. And, and her falling off. So now she's alone out there. But in my mind, ever since like Jorah looked up because he heard Drogon and knew mm-hmm. that she was like maybe kind of nearby, he'd been making his way toward her. Yeah. And so that that rescue at the last moment, just that worked for me in a hundred like a hundred different ways because it's Jorah, because it's Danny, because in, he would be tracking her as much as he yeah. possibly be could during this battle and for um them to be fighting like we got the brand J- uh jamie shot of them fighting back to back we got a yeah. jora danny doing yeah, the same thing loved and i love that idea and i loved that if the if this is how jora was mm-hmm. gonna if jora had to die this is how he was going to go out mm-hmm. and uh, and they treated it with such respect and love and reverence and her crying over him meant me crying on the couch and oh, the whole nine yards <laughs> drogon coming up and doing the oh, it, it's, God, a, it's yes. okay mom yeah uh, pet uh, thing got me. Uh, I don't know if Taco does that to you, Lon, when you cry, but uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> just looks at you, kind of looks at you. <laughs> just, uh, yeah, look, uh, Jorah's been my guy. Uh, you know, love Stannis, love Jon Snow, love Davos, love all those old crusty guys. I miss Mance Raider, but Jorah's, Jorah's been my guy for a lot of reasons in my life uh, over time. Not all of them good, and this was that moment. This was uh. A little bit uh, reminds me of Steve Waddington's uh, uh, captain character in Last Mohicans and Burning in the Fire for Cora Monroe to, to go on. Um, our, our, both uh, of our big uh, deaths uh, were, yeah. were redemptive. Yes. yes. It, was, it was Theon and Jorah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very two, much two so. Two guys that had, had violated a lot yeah. of Westerosi yeah. customs and principles. Done things that pretty disappointed <laughs> to their families and yeah. then... Uh, had an opportunity during this battle to yeah. serve. This, this now makes the first scene that they meet even more powerful for me. Yeah. A lot of this stuff does. And this is the, the joy of seeing any story uh, kind of com- completed over time. You can go back to some of the beginning. Go back to season one and watch Cat and Ned say goodbye for the last time. They don't know it's the last time. Scenes start having more value and more power. And Jorah standing before Danny uh, at the first time at their wedding is, is going gonna, is gonna to kill me now if I watch it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Can, I, can I say Theon? Theon yeah. really yeah. blew me away this beautiful. episode when he was going just ham and taking out white after white after white. 
and 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 we see the Night King coming with his generals, and and Bran gives him that line. He's like, Theon, you're a good man. Like, bro, you're a good dude, man. Like yeah. when he says that to him, it's like that's such a good way to go for Theon. Yeah. And the fact that he was he was like he was MVP for me for a while. I was like, yeah. Theon is holding it down, and the way he goes out is just perfect. I love it because Bran knows. Bran knows. That he, seems to be pretty clear at this he point. He knows, and he knows that Theon has stood by him, protected him, and come full circle, and is going to die. Yeah. And that is a tough moment in, in a good way. And, and, and an ending, I was more emotionally invested in Theon's ending than I, than I thought I would Same be. Same here. Lon, are you okay with yeah, No, it's, it's really interesting because Bran, it, 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 that line is very interesting because Bran yeah. doesn't say things to comfort people. Just, yeah. true. just just for their own sake. Just it's not like Theon's gonna die, I'm gonna say something nice to him. Yeah. So you gotta wonder like what what was the motivation there? Was it like I need I need this guy to stay with it for another few minutes? I'm right. gonna encourage him. Like I thought that was a, a sort of an interesting beat for Bran suddenly to, to warm up and be like, yeah. Oh, I should be nice. He's about to die for me. Yeah. Because uh, before yeah. it was like, oh yeah, I don't need you anymore. You can get the hell out of here, Mira Reed, who saved me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so salty about that. I love. Yeah, I can't, I can't imagine Mira survived. Uh, good, we didn't see that. You know, that's true. Well, uh, Bran had the um, uh, the th- the parallel that I noticed was Bran and Theon had a conversation before the fight got to them in the Godswood, and it mirrored the conversation Bran had with Jamie mm-hmm. last week. And um, it's the the line from the trailer. You know, everything you did brought you to where you are now where you belong, home. Mm. And I think Bran has has been the voice of, you know, everybody, including the people who have done things they're not proud of or that were they're pretty despicable or awful or mis- made mistakes or whatever, made you the person you are, brought you to this point at this time in this way, which is important to the greater fight, the greater story being told. And, you know, to... to to forgive and understand and everything is wrapped up in that moment. And that's something that Theon needed to hear. And he needed to hear like he needed to hear from John um, Mm -hmm. two seasons ago, the, you know, like, what are you waiting here for? Go find your sister or the end of last season, excuse me. And then something similar here. And then I always thought, I think that, that Bran Stark's still in there. To mm-hmm. some extent, I think or so. Too. He responds to the name, he, he right? Yeah. Um, I, I think that he's been maybe unnecessarily cold in some instances, and <laughs> definitely very, very sort of like standoffish. And so it's hard to know, like, are all emotion gone? But in this moment, it being Theon, somebody he's known since he was born, who did all the things that he did, but has also come back from that. Um, you know, saying you're a good man to him. Right does not cost Bran anything really. Right. And Alfie Allen, who I think is my favorite actor on the show, to be honest with yeah. you, I, I, I think that he's just stupendous. Mm-hmm. The look, it's, it's almost like you see his shoulders straighten just a little bit. It's like yeah. that he could breathe again. He, he had found the redemption that he, he never really truly he, believed he could find. Yeah. And that gave him the courage to turn around and charge at the Night King. And, and it was, 
the moment I really wanted for Theon um, and and I thought was absolutely beautiful. And mm. yes, there's a few people on Twitter wondering if he's still alive because he was still twitching at the end and they kept <laughs> looking at it. And I'm like, I highly, highly, oh, highly doubt it because this is too good of an ending um, that just has come full circle in a way. But at the same time, too, if Theon could make it all the way to the end, I wouldn't be unhappy about that. Well, someone asked me today, uh, a friend of mine uh, was like uh, going the episode, they're like, uh, who do you think is going to die? And, you know, and we go through the list and, and they, and I said, I don't think Brianne and they really, really, really. And it wasn't challenging. It was really interesting. And there's a good reason I thought, you know, Brianne's story kind of ended with the knighting, uh, you know, in a way we don't know what's yet to come, but there's just something to be said about, uh, George, who is at the center of this all, no matter what Dan and Dave and his team and their team does, George likes to reward a lot of those folks. Theon, to me, was a person who could have been rewarded. I still think he could make it in the books, to be honest. Yeah, in the books, yeah. But in the show, this was... this made sense. Defending Winterfell, defending Bran after what he did. Uh, There's a cost. There's this idea we hear a lot about in Star Wars about the the redemption of Kylo Ren. But what he did, no one's saying forget. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sometimes you forgive, you don't forget, and there's a cost to it. And I think... Theon was a great example of that. Um, we, we, we're going to take a, a break a little bit here, but I, I do think uh, there's crypts. some... We haven't yeah, I want to go to the Crips, and then when we come back, I think we'll focus on the end and then maybe look ahead. But the Crips, I got to admit, I was wrong. I was wrong. I know a lot of people were predicting that the Crips would come alive, and I thought... I may have, I may have half haphazardly, uh, half-heartedly, I should say, agreed, and haphazardly. Um, I just didn't think it was going to happen. I just thought it was too almost ah, dead Starks coming back. But Lon, we got a pretty damn good moment when that hand comes out. Yeah, we got some we got some dead Stark creepiness. I mean, I the thing I, I like the best about the crypt stuff was yeah. uh, Sansa and Tyrion together. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes, that, that kind of rekindling their old friendship uh, and that relationship. And the, the two of them sort of down the stretch, I definitely thought they were goners. Like, mm-hmm, I, I mm-hmm. thought when you had that shot of them cowering behind the statue... Yeah. I thought, oh, wow, they're about to take they're both about of these, yeah. these two. And, you know, they kind of hold yeah. hands, and it's like a little, it wouldn't have worked out between us. <laughs> I, you know, I so honestly thought, little... like, Leanna Stark was going to kill him for yeah. two seconds. Mm-hmm. It was, I, uh, thought they were I, see, thought, like, I thought that was a really nice the moment. The feather move, and all of a sudden, boom. Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah. it, it seems a little, again, that was a case where I, you would just think more people would die. It just seems like it, even though the dead came alive in these crypts, this tiny little area, mm-hmm. didn't really seem like too many. Like, Gilly and Sam were my question. Do we confirm that they're alive? Yeah, I think we see Gilly, I right? I felt like I we did. I think we see Gilly. Our, I know Varys is. Yeah, but definitely Sunday. we confirm that Varys and Masende are alive along with Tyrion and Sansa. I, That's impressive. You can yeah. stay alive in a in a crypt filled with living yeah, yeah. dead bodies that's sealed off. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll say this from a fan's perspective. I, I like that there isn't as many deaths. I'm not saying that anyone here is obsessed with the death of characters, but but I got it a little bit season seven going north of the wall. Here now, I, I kind of want a, a little bit of joy to cling on to <laughs> for a little bit. Yeah. But I think we should give some awesome points for surviving, Andres. Yeah, I'm definitely on the on the opposite side of that, Ken, and I know you you know that I am. I, I don't care. I mean, I, I, I was like, kill them all. Um, as Murder long as Grey Worm all. doesn't die and as long as Jamie doesn't die, I'm like, I want to <laughs> see more people die. That's just me personally. Your dark um, soul. Yeah, except Ghost, and I know we haven't gotten to him yet, but don't have any fingers crossed. One way or the other. <laughs> um, I will be pissed if they kill Ghost. But either way, yeah, the Crypt scene, it was great. Speaking of horror, that was another great 
horror right? scene. A literal horror movie. Yeah, yeah. very like yeah. Sam Raimi almost. Very, very Sam Raimi. That's good. Arms yes. reaching out of the coffin. I, I, I think as it, as it refers to ghosts, as you can refer to ghosts there, I I, I think, budget aside, because they spent <laughs> a lot of money, uh, I know there's a lot of the reasons of ghosts isn't around, but I think... They love a good death, and a ghost death would have been good in that way. Sure. Of let's destroy some hearts. If I, I think ghost is still around, yeah. I don't know, Rachel. I, 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 a ghost is a survivor, so he's direwolf. Like it was in that first charge, so my heart stopped for a moment. Uh, but <laughs> I was I like, get it from a strategy point of view. Right, like, yeah, it's a smart move. Put for him sure. near Bran. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Seriously, get out that. Oh, anyway, okay. Hindsight's uh, twenty twenty. Um, yeah, yeah. The crypt stuff was. So it turned out, you know, the fans w- were smart enough for the most part to understand that, like, mm. bad plan, guys. Uh, this guy can raise the dead. There's a lot of dead bodies down there. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's all about, you know, I don't know how much time they were down there for. I also mm-hmm. will buy into theories of, like, those were pretty emaciated skeletons for the most yeah, part. So yeah. how much damage are they going to do? Again, they're not the smartest creatures, so hiding mm-hmm. does appear to work for us. I think the crypts are supposed to be fairly large, so... People surviving that situation, I'm I'm willing to, you know, sort of yeah. let that go because I'm assuming, again, that most of these characters have something to do moving forward. Um, and it's a thing that, um, not that I, I haven't thought of this before, but in this particular literal term, the books together are called A Song of Ice and Fire. Yeah. The show is called The Game of Thrones. Yeah. And it's based on the first book because that's what it's called. But I think the show has long embraced and i might have fought that for a while the um the grounded political uh personal character driven stories trump the um mm-hmm. the magic and the dragons and the the religions and the power and, and the the extra part mm-hmm. of the fantasy and i think this season is is proof in the pudding we already killed the night king which i know we can get into a little bit more about what we think that means right. but i think that that the characters that survive today um, are meant to because they are still playing the Game of Thrones, which is going to continue to play out over the next three episodes. Right. So the therefore, the most interesting part of the Crips is, is like Lon said, Tyrion and Sansa managed to have pretty much the only reference to, you know, the other thing at play here, which is Danny going for the Iron Throne. And like, mm-hmm. you know, she's like, you were the best of my husbands. He's like, geez, that's not saying a lot. But, um, right. you know, that we would never work out between us because your queen would get in our way. And yeah. Missandei gets kind of snarky about yeah. it. Like, yeah. you know, so you know that tension is still there yeah. and that is going to be confronted later on. But I find it very interesting that Sansa pointedly says to Tyrion, your loyalties would be divided if you felt any loyalty to me when you also, as the hand of the queen, feel any loyalty to Danny. So right. those lines and those divides still exist and will be played out over the next three episodes. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I just loved the callback for that relationship. Yeah. The, um, you know, witty remarks won't help anybody in this situation. Yeah. And I loved her line about the bravest thing we can do right now is be honest. Mm-hmm. And the honest thing is we have no place up in that battle right now. Yeah. And you know, know yourself. Yeah. I like that moment. Is is there is there any possibility that mm. that's foreshadowing an actual Sansa Tyrion? Because I was thinking about it, it when they were talking mm, about mm, it. Mm, that mm. is a reasonable way you could sort of close mm. the loop on the political troubles in Westeros right now. Yeah, because a Lannister Stark union would be like, 
now there's no more question about who mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. the next in line for the throne. Tywin's a smart guy. It, well, it, and, right, yeah, and, right. and, it, and it goes back to Starks and Lannisters fighting in the streets in season one. Yeah, like if we got Cersei out that, of there. Yeah. And it gives a nod to Tywin, which I'm I'm a fan of. Yeah, yeah. You, if you get Cersei out of there, Jamie is yeah. in the Kingsguard, Lord of Casterly Rock. Tyrion becomes the Lannister heir, marries yeah. Sansa, the Warden of the North. It's interesting. It's a workable ending, which would bring mm-hmm. peace. Yeah. Not that those two characters are like <laughs> in love, but uh, yeah, they no, like each mean, other, mutual respect. But I was thinking that that is a yeah. potential end game. No, right. no, I, I think that's as we as we look forward to going forward the last three episodes. That's an interesting possibility. The final end before we take a break, we we get we get the Arya moment, the big win. Let's really talk about it uh, here uh, for a couple of minutes. Uh, this I I loved it. I loved it, and I didn't think. I would, if you had told me before, I wouldn't have been like, no, not Arya. But I'm like, oh, okay, I thought this was John or Danny's moment. Um, it, it worked on a lot of levels. A lot of what we've already talked about with Arya, the training that you talked about, Andres, the training that everyone was like, boring, saved her and may have led to the victory. Uh, I really liked this this uh, final moment. Go to the actual kill point. point. Yeah, I mean, when when she popped out of nowhere, I, the first thing I said was, where did she come from? Mm-hmm. Um, which, I mean, obviously I can forgive because of her ninjutsu training, which I yeah. keep saying. Um, but yeah, the, the scene when he grabs her neck, I thought it would have been even nuttier if he just went and snapped her <laughs> neck. I was like, that would have been bold. Yeah. And yeah. then we all die and everyone loses. <laughs> um, but the world according to her age. dropping that knife and, and, and mm-hmm. a callback to when she fought against Brienne yeah. and even just the sparring match with Brienne was yeah. great. And it's a, as someone who's a fan of Spartacus, the only fan of Spartacus, it's a great moment in Spartacus as well, mm-hmm. where, where the whole drop the knife, drop the sword kind of situation comes into play. And Ray does it in I the last Jedi, say, yeah. which I'm a fan of. So I dug it. I really yeah. did. But, Immediately, my thoughts were going to like. I like. Does it. that mean she's Azora High? Which is, yeah, we but can we, get into later. We, on. we discussed this well a little bit sure. long. The kill moment. You like it? Where you at with it? Yeah, I called it. Remember, I you was did. like, Arya's gonna sneak in. And she's the one who's That's gonna try right. to yep. sneak Go up and, and get Harris. at get at yeah. the Night King. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I, it was a cool character moment. Like, that's a cool character to have be the one who sort of steps up and and I, I, you know, we. Yeah. It's such a fantasy trope, but it works. The it's not the character. It's not the, the it's never the Aragorn, you know, mm-hmm. it's never the like the the toughest, the the badass, yeah. the ultimate warrior that it, you always need the the person you wouldn't suspect the the smaller person, the out of the yeah. way person, the person who other people always look down on. And that's been, you know, Arya's mm-hmm. journey. She's, part of that too. she's this little girl. She's unassuming. She's small. Other characters never really think that she's going to be able to handle herself. Mm-hmm. And then here she is. So, you know, it's a really nice payoff. Uh, moment there it, and yeah. it was very surprising i don't think yeah i don't think any of us saw it and and oh, yeah. and nice symmetry of it being with the valerian steel dagger that's been in place it since started season one it, uh, yeah. it started the war of the five kings shout out to little finger yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and take and take me back to that moment season one that's where i want to go now i want to watch that moment with ned stark telling her you're gonna marry a, a lord and be a lady that's not me no she's here to save the world and i love that rachel yeah, and I have to, uh, once again, uh, shout out to Sapochnik because we'd gotten to a point, once the Night King raised the the next wave of the dead, mm-hmm. like, I turned to my boyfriend, I'm like, there's no getting out of this except by killing the Night King. Like, yeah. there's no other, the, uh, none of the generals got involved. They all stayed in the periphery for mm-hmm. the most part until they kind of came in. With they get that, cocky, those generals. Yeah, um, and... 
and it was just it kept going and 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 everybody was was falling and 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 the, the, literally Brienne, Jamie and Potter up against a wall. Mm-hmm. Sam's like bass, almost under a pile of corpses. Like it's just we are at the end and I actually thought they were going to cliffhang us. I was like like it's almost oh, I did, 80 I minutes. I did too. I did too. I'm like <laughs> we're not going to find out. Like who and I and what I did in my head I'm like who's still in play because right. it does not look like John's going to get there. Yep. And it was either either Theon is fake is a fake out in, mm-hmm. in, in his death, and he's going to come up. But I don't think that that was the right person to do. And I was just my head went back to the moment when you know uh, Arya says not today and charges out of the Great Hall. That's the last we saw of her. Right. And I was just thinking, like, how unless we cut to black and we don't know what happens, that's yeah. the only. Yeah. Only thing could possibly happen. So, like when the the other White Walker general like tilts his head, I'm like waiting, waiting, waiting. Oh, yeah. And then the way she just comes flying through the air, I was just like, I'm for this. I literally threw my hands up and went, "This is amazing." Um, and then you know the turn and, and knife uh, mm-hmm. neck grab. Uh, but when she dropped the knife, I, I just, Star Wars was the first thing that stopped in my head, yeah. and I'm like, badass female defe- defeating there another yeah. one right here. The, everything about this, I'm so on board for. Yeah. Um, and in the fact that it was the the dagger is yeah. the, the 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 tipping point of full circle right, in, yeah. in this moment. Um, and the fake out of it not being John and not and it's not Dragonfire with Danny and Drogon that it's Arya is um, a great thing that I don't think too many people saw coming yet still very much fits. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've, my one concern now is mm. that I feel like we don't have a happy ending coming for Arya now mm. after this. Like, again, going back to the fantasy trope, yeah. Frodo can't just go back to the Shire, mm-hmm. you know, like he, after, after the completion of a journey like this, he's, he's got to go into the West, you know, like, I, I think, I think we're going to have some kind of, and I don't see Arya being able to go back to being, I, Oh no, I 100% Arya agree Stark. with you. Yeah. 100% agree with you. And you go back to what is it? Season six. What is West of West? Arya asks that question. Yeah. But I, what is West of West? Yeah. And I think, I think you're right. I, I, I don't think she's up. part of the future of like Winterfell yeah. or yeah. Westeros. No packer bags, maybe, but she also is pretty loyal to family. But we'll see. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We got a question coming in from longtime listener Eric Monroe, and we're going to talk about what's going on with the rest of the show because we still have three more episodes. Casually Talk will be right back after this. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Line. 
Ken, I have one more thought I wanted to ask you. So if this is like the end of the Night King, which it looks like, are you okay with not finding out any more info about, you know, his motivations and all of like any kind of backstory with him? Are you okay with it just being the way it was? Welcome back to Cashly Talk. And that was Eric Monroe, a longtime listener of not just this show, but Daily Thrones. They used to be on the same feed, and he used to have uh, great thoughts and questions. Uh, and uh, so glad that Eric called in using the Anchor app to ask us about the Night King. So as we come back to this episode and finish up here uh, and get us all home to watch it again, uh, let's talk about going forward. Uh, the Night King dead? Is he dead completely? Is Bran the Night King? Is there a big surprise coming? Is Cersei the big evil, both literally and maybe in a bigger figurative sense and some prophecy behind that? We have a lot to decide. And is this all for the throne or is there something left that we uh, want? Um, so I'll just start directly going around the table here. I'll start with you, Lon. Uh, you're, I, you've already said you want more, would like more, and feel it would be disappointment if we don't get more about the Night King. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we've kind of left it in a... We've left a lot of the biggest questions unanswered. And just like I was saying before, up until this season, or maybe last season, up until pretty recently, if you had said the Night King is just a personification of winter, a personification of death and decay, a personification of the cycle of death and renewal, I would have been like, sure, I I buy it. But they've taken great pains over the last few seasons to... Say no, that that mm. not only did he used to be a man, but he is still like a human. He's got emotions, he's got a personality, he's capable of I- irony, he's capable of right. being strategic during a battle. I mean, that that's really what we saw this week. Is he's like a general. He's making decisions, he's directing his troops. Right. And and all of those speak to him being conscious, sentient thoughtful and we don't really have a good grasp on mm-hmm. why and if so what he wanted and even what would have happened if he right. killed Bran. I mean right. to me that's the biggest question that's not answered is he he was about to lay that killing blow mm-hmm. what would would is that his version of what happened to him is humanity right. like would w- all the humans have dropped dead because yeah yeah that's a great point because he he takes out uh, max von Cito, but max von Cito has already dumped the files into brand's brain exactly. so we don't know does it all blink out in some kind of weird and, and existence uh, you mentioned Andy. that specifically we we saw max von Cito sort of disappears Oof. in an instant yeah. and, and you know right is is that what would have happened to brand mm-hmm. i mean i think that that right. that's really such a pressing question that I really want some kind of answer to that. I mm-hmm. I really hope the show is not planning to like dust off its hands and be like, well, that's it. White Walkers are done. Let's focus one hundred percent on this fight for King's Land. And look, I think we always thought the battle, this battle, would come here, but maybe the idea of uh, it's a defeat—they barely escaped through the crypts, and then the Night King still marches towards King's Landing—was was in my brain as a, as a something not only as possibility, but maybe even wanted. And Rachel, I know you're talking about winter. Winter is here, but it hasn't hit the other folks. Uh, down in other parts of the country, uh, uh, Westeros, as much as it's hit the north. Yeah, it's something that I, I've stated in um, some of our prediction episodes and, and I've talked about is the idea that, I mean, the dead are coming. The mm-hmm. the Night King and his army of the dead are coming to bring a long night, are coming to blot out the sun, are coming mm-hmm. to, you know, to change the world and it was meant to scare the world. And I want the world to understand that they were on the brink of, you know, 
utter destruction at the, the, the hand and the force of the dead, the army mm-hmm. of the dead. And for it to all end in the North mm-hmm. means that the world wasn't affected by this possibly world ending apocalyptic mm-hmm. thing. And, you know, for the whole series to start with a prologue of the white walkers in the North with mm-hmm. Waymar Royce and, and Will and Garrett and, and everything, you know, it, it felt like that's what we were, building to but then the series did what it did and it, and it landed in this other area that was mm. much more grounded it was about the politics about the characters about the game of thrones like i mentioned earlier so i understand that's what attracted a lot of non-fantasy viewers to the show sure. and that's what grounds the show so it's vitally important and i don't mind that the you know that there is a there we have a sort of culmination to the magical fantasy elements um to a certain extent in this episode, but I hope it's not fully dropped. I hope that there's some exploration of Bran in terms of what he knows, what being three-eyed Raven means moving forward. Mm-hmm. He has had visions about dragons flying over King's Landing. Yep. So he's, his magical powers are still there. We have one, possibly two dragons still in play. I honestly thought that there would be no dragons at mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. At, by the me time too. this battle happened. So that's a fun, you know, upended prediction for me. So there are elements that will still bring the fantasy to King's Landing, but I hope that they find a way within the context of the show to let the world know what almost happened. Mm-hmm. And hopefully that maybe that gains Danny and John some positive reviews by the people of the seven <laughs> kingdoms. You know, you, okay. you guys saved us from the army of the dead. Part of me believes that in this world though, people won't believe it. They're like, yeah, yeah. That, that's just snarks and grumpkins. That's mm-hmm. not anything like that didn't affect us. Snowden barely got to King's Landing. I would have loved to see a blizzard on King's Landing. I wanted mm-hmm. to see the fight brought there, but it's not the decisions that they made. So I'm very curious to see what decisions they did make over the next yeah. three episodes. I just hope that the fantasy elements aren't, you know, you know, uh, wipe our hands. We've right. done this done and we're uh, moving I on. Can't, I can't imagine that. I, I'll, I'll just say, you know, yet. Everything is yet. We haven't of course. seen yet. No, I know that I know that you're saying, but for those listening who might have those same questions, just we got to yeah. give it going here. I mean, a we bit, have yeah. Bran and Sam are both alive, presumably. Right, 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 <laughs> and right. Sam touch and go, but I feel like they would have <laughs> let us know if he, he had. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I think those are the two characters that will still be. They have unfinished business with this yeah. sort of storyline, like Sam. Presumably, we'll go back to the Citadel or let other maesters know what he's seen and experienced. I think that may be one way that the mm-hmm. world starts to find out about what happened. And then Bran, yeah. what what does a three-eyed raven do now that mm-hmm. this immediate threat is over? I think, again, he's not just going to go back to being Bran Stark at yeah. Winterfell. He's on some new journey. He's and just, I think that's probably how we'll dig in a little yeah, deeper. To they just some leave, of the, him, leave him at the tree for the rest <laughs> yeah, of the show. Just, uh, you know, grow yeah. like he's like the Walmart yeah. greeter of Winterfell. <laughs> like, welcome, I'm not Bran Stark. This is Winterfell. <laughs> that would be nice. Uh, Night yeah, King, you want I, more? I, 100%. I mean, more explanation, at least. I know a lot of people hate exposition, and that's like a big no-no, but I low-key love exposition, and that's a lot what we get in anime, and I, I know I always bring up anime, but I, I do think we're going to get, hopefully, Fully a scene or a moment next week with Bran just kind of giving us the cliff notes of what happened, what mm-hmm. is the Night King, what did he want, what Bran's purpose is going forward, what this all means. Because I think we do need some closure. You mentioned when we were off air that 
this we began with the White Walkers. So in yeah. a, we it need at least needs some sort of explanation to tell us what exactly was going on and mm-hmm. what happens now. Like yeah. now that we have no Night King or no White Walkers, mm-hmm. um, and, and and I think we'll get that next episode. But but I still kind of like the idea that the Night King wasn't the big bad of the season; that it's Cersei, and that politics, mm-hmm. like you said, it, 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 uh, Rachel, is is coming back. And now yeah. that we always thought it was going to be this epic fantasy magical world. But then again, we go back to the political element of Game of Thrones. I, I like it, too. I, I Do I want some more answers about the Night King? Yeah, I, I do. Just like I want some more answers about Snoke, but I don't need Snoke to be alive. Sure. I can get those answers about his past 100%. elsewhere, talking mm-hmm. some Star Wars. I think yet, again, yet is the key. We're going to get some more. But I, I, I'm okay, because I, I do think this is the direction George is going. I don't think you sit down with George in New Mexico 10 years ago, and he goes, here's the ending. The ending... Uh, the ending uh, is uh, they destroy the Night King, and that's the end of the show. Um, cool. All right. Well, we're going to extend it past that. I, I don't think you do that because no. George himself, it's a bittersweet ending. People, and I think, so I think this is part of the plan, which means there might be more. Or if there isn't, that's part of George's plan in a way. But I think I think there might be more. If we're saying, I mean, I think we're, we're almost answering our own question in some way. If you're, good saying, podcast, if you're saying that Cersei is the big bad, like mm-hmm. she's the ultimate villain, right? She she's gonna have to do something horrible. We, like we we right. haven't. I think we're almost at the point now where I mean she's she's not done a very nice thing, yeah. like letting <laughs> letting all the people in the north kind of go and be a buffer. Yeah. But it's also when you're talking about she wants to hold on to the throne. She's brought in the golden company. Mm-hmm. She's going to do what she can to protect her position. Well, that's really what Daenerys is doing yeah. also. Like I don't necessarily see one of those quests as purely good. And one of those quests as purely evil. Yeah. I think if they're going to establish Cersei is going to be defeating her as the big rousing end of the show. We got to get rid of her. She's horrible. Right. She's going to have to do something terrible. Burn them all. Burn Maybe. them all. That's I, what I, I was going to say. I too. like that idea, though. Burn I like that there's something more. Because, I mean, certain. she has in the past, but to like the Tyrells and the High Sparrow. Yeah. Like, not, no, nothing that emotionally is going to hit viewers in that way. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I'm geared up for something big and interesting. And there could be, you know, you know, I mentioned a, a, the, the brand is the Night King theory. It never held water for me. Um, but do you think there's I anything think more with Bran? Here? Explain it to me. I never really I, got I, why Bran would turn into the Night King. It's well, the why, idea that Bran is every Bran. Like, the, the fact that his consciousness could travel. travel. Well, they thought it would travel Back into in that original figure. Yeah. Um, and that and that's but then why would those he, decisions. But then why would he be the Night King? Like, why, if he, I, if, I, if Bran Stark warged into that guy, why would he want to kill everybody? Uh, that's, that's also, look, this is also, <laughs> very, good, very that good question. <laughs> no, this, this, this is, this is also, the part that never no, makes that's sense great. to me. Yeah. This is why I also don't enjoy time travel. That's another thing I won't talk mm-hmm. about from a recent movie. Uh-oh. I don't like it. I don't think, I think it's I cheap, it. dude. I, I love it. I you're talking, you're talking to the biggest prisoner of Azkaban <laughs> fan. Uh, that mm, small doses. I love um, time travel. But then you. again, you can, I can argue, Ken, yeah. that they they did that. They opened that door right. with the Dorn scene and with him working into Hodor. 
There is time travel. There is. Like, there it, is. It's a thing. Oh, I'm not yeah. arguing that it's not possible sure. along the rules that they've established that Brand right. could have it just put would his be consciousness kind of in. Yeah. Well, but usually a thing like that is there'd be some compelling reason for that character to sure. do this thing. That, and that's where it falls down. For yeah, me. I just I never seemed like what would be Brand's compelling him, reason to kill them all. Him like, whispering, burn them all in the Mad King's ears is is cool. I get it. That's Oh, that's neat. But why? Right. Why would we? And that can stuff that can be revealed. That can be revealed. It just never I just felt like we were yeah. leading into anything. Like I definitely that. don't like that one at all. Yeah, either. that's that's what I mean when I say I don't like time travel. I love Back to the Future. Sure. I love time travel. It also takes just, away motivations because we 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 have the Mad King. That he's mad. Yes, it, 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 justifying I, his madness as like it was brand. Like oh. I don't like it when I feel it makes a lot of things that I've invested time in meaningless. Exactly. And and uh, there'll be some meaningless stuff. Right. I didn't mean to sidetrack. No, no, no. But it's, I, I brought it up because people still th- could could there be something else? Does Bran, uh, you know, uh, hey, this went according to my plan. We killed the Night King. Uh, that's good. He's out of the way. I don't know if he's good or bad. You know, I I don't know uh, if that comes in any factor. You know, and Bran's like, nah, yeah. Now I, mean, I, I, have the I power. feel like yeah. I feel like there's got to be some way to wrap up. You know, right. What what's he doing next? What what is mm-hmm. he now? What is his function? And I think that that may also yeah. include a some kind of explanation of who well, who was the Night King, what was his function? Because even though this now does become for the throne a lot, at least the next two episodes, right? At least I mean we we, we got this coming here, uh, Cersei and Danny and John, and they're all fighting Sansa and Tyrion, and the idea of them coming together, and all this kind of stuff. Uh, Bran's still there. <laughs> So there's some reason and there's maybe some reveal. He's not just going to be like, oh, I know who wins the throne. Bye-bye. Like, there's got to be something else. All right, I'm going to go now. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, that was... That was one of my f- little favorite funny yeah. moments of I'm g- uh, I'm gonna go what hey go where <laughs> where there's a fight going? there's a fight grab a dagger yeah your hands work come on um so uh th- yeah there's still a lot left and I love that there's a lot left uh, I love it I think we always thought I don't think anyone ever ever really thought this was going to be the final battle and and the and the, the directors lined up to this being we knew some of the titles uh coming out for the episodes that this was going to kind of be it this was our version of long night i do agree with you rachel that i would have liked to seen a, a, a night king battle down at king's landing as well but we're not done exactly no there uh, this three whole episodes and they're supposed to be pretty long and mm-hmm. i'm very excited to see you know, a lot of players made it through this battle, which just adds to the anticipation of, of the the coming confrontations that yeah. are going to happen. Not the least of which is where we left off with Danny and John and the entire revelation yep. of who he is. And, you know, there's there are plenty of very um, complicated, interesting, juicy stories left to tell between these characters. Um, and mm. I suspect that there will be another you know, set piece of some kind at Mm -hmm. King's Landing, because again, we, I know prophecies and visions, interpretations, and and again, get thrown around, but we still have the visions from the House of the Undying and Bran's visions and, you know, the coming together of, we've got the Hound made it through, so Colgain Bowl is happening. (laughs) Like, and- I'm excited for that. And Jamie Mm -hmm. and Cersei and Tyrion are all still in place. The Bran's got his hands in the middle of all of this. Bran's really got a lot of work ahead of him. Yeah, Yeah. both of them survived. Both of them survived, so yeah, exactly. (laughs) He does, he does. 
not a ton more to talk about, but not a not a lot to talk about. And and, and I know we're all tired here too. And and Lawn, hell, you've still got to go produce another show tonight. I got to go write yeah. write some notes. Write some notes here. Some some final thoughts on what we saw here tonight, Andres. I thought it was incredible. I, I thought, I mean, we we barely touched on it, but even the cinematography of this episode is is stunning. Mm. I, I told you that the scene where Bran wards into the the Ravens and we see that one shot of the Night King reaching out and his right. eyes are glowing is absolutely incredible. The aerial fights we saw, and I know that's CGI, but it's mm. still so well done and so well shot. Yeah. Um, because that is still rendered and shot. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought that that's the the biggest thing that stands out to me. Obviously, I'm still that guy who wanted to see more deaths, but I, I love th- that about you. I really mm-hmm. do want to see you're really a, a nice, sweet guy. Yeah, but I want to see people die. And you just love death. Yes, I do. Um, but but at the same time, going forward, what's to come is is such an interesting factor. I'm I'm so curious. I kind of this is something that I'm spitballing in my brain right now, but I'll mm-hmm. say it as like my closing thoughts. I'm sure. curious if we're gonna get some sort of if anyone has read the comic Civil War. Marvel mm-hmm. Civil War, mm-hmm. where it's Cap versus Iron Man. A while ago, yeah. Um, but at the end, the, the, the finale of this whole thing has turned into Cap realizing that it doesn't matter who's right or wrong, and it doesn't matter if Cap's right and Iron Man's right, because the, the chaos that ensues and the, and the amount of people that died in battle is the most important factor. And I think mm-hmm. we're going to get something similar yeah. with, with Cersei and, and Danny and being like, who's right, who's right? But they're both wrong. And, and just them kind of, or one of them realizing what, that, that. What does Jorah tell Danny a long yeah. time ago, that the, the small folk do not care? Exactly. About mm-hmm. your, about and I think wars. that's going to be the key going into the end of Game of Thrones, because I think the one thing that stands out for Cersei the most mm-hmm. is that she does not get give a crap about people, poor no. people, uh, people who are beneath her, peasants, whatever it is, she doesn't care. And I think mm. that's a big factor going in. I, I love those final thoughts there. Uh, Rachel, what do you have? I think this episode was an achievement. And I think that uh, it did come to pass that last, what we said last week about last week's episode and this week's episode being a wonderful uh, movie, you right. know, it's a, it's a one, two yeah. parter that picks up right where the other one left off. And it's a, a beautiful counterpoint. Um, some things in this episode will stick with me as prominent memories of this series. I mean, mm-hmm. the Dothraki charge, uh, Arya's entire arc in this, I thought the Melisandre arc in this was great. Loved it, Theon's, yeah. um, a, a full circle moment, Jorah's death. I mean, the aerial dragon fight, there was so much, spectacle that was grounded in heart and character and the emotion that we've built up over seven and a half years and you know battle strategies and who died and and the you know sort of number of our characters that made it all the way through might be improbable but it kind of don't care because Brian made it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which was my big hope yeah. and i hope ghost made it um and, uh, uh, and i i'm being told that the trailer for not to give away spoilers mm-hmm. the trailer for next week's episode Ghost is visible in the background oh, of one God. shot. So and a sigh of release. We seem to have <laughs> some light, light confirmation that Ghost lives. We are hearing God. reports now that Ghost has survived. I feel like you'd have to see. Yeah. They, they wouldn't kill they Ghost. Wouldn't waste, they wouldn't waste the Ghost. I don't think so. Rachel, yeah. Uh, in yeah, so uh, just in closing, I think that this was an achievement and a, and a hell of one and um, will go down in history. It's just like a ridiculous for having been a television show um, and a kudos to everybody involved. And, you know, the, and the emotion was there, which was what I mm-hmm. need. You know, uh, I, I love the spectacle and the battles and everything else. But mm-hmm. if it's not rooted in character, if it's not rooted in my emotion with these characters, then, you know, it sort of like slides in one ear and out the other. And this certainly right. wasn't that. 
I agree with you there. Lon, final thoughts before you go produce an entire other show. <laughs> yeah, I, I kept thinking a lot about the Lord of the Rings comparisons. A lot of people mm-hmm. were like, this is very different from Helm's Deep. And maybe that's part of the marketing that they were yeah. promoting this so much. as like, it's longer than Hell's Deep. It's the most epic battle scene ever. Because uh, it's just so different. Like what Peter Jackson is doing with those Lord of the Rings, it's like, it's, it's history. Tolkien yeah. wrote this alternate history and they're right. giving it to you like, Here's footage of this historical event that's just, it didn't happen because there's goblins in it. And that's just so <laughs> different from what yeah. this is doing and from what this show has always been. And I mean, Game of Thrones books are written in first person mm-hmm. perspective. Yep. It's all about getting into the minds of these characters. And I, that's point. what that's what I thought was so effective about this episode is it really did feel like you spent a few moments taking in this battle from all of these first person perspectives of people who are there standing outside Winterfell or up on the walls or in the crypts or running through the halls, trying to get away from these zombies. And, and that's what it felt like. It felt like a, like a survival horror video game. Like Mm. I was reminded of last of us, which is a lot of like throw the thing to distract the zombie. So you can run into the other room. Uh, And that's what it felt like that moment to moment terror of, it's going to pop out at me and kill me. And I thought that's what they did a really good job of bringing to light. Yeah. Uh, you guys are, are taking all the great words and, uh, and I'll defer to your expertise here. Achievement is a great word. The different styles within the fight, the emotional uh, pull. And, uh, you know, Andres, I think, I think you're still going to get some deaths that you want there. Uh, oh, I'm excited. <laughs> well, I love it. Except for Grey Worm. Except, Except for Grey Worm. It's going to, the last shot of the series, Grey Worm and Narth. Uh, uh, with Miss Sande. I, I will yeah. I will cry. I will As raise my hands and, and cry. Uh, my final thoughts is this. You know, I, I watched this. This has been a seven-plus-year journey, seven seasons plus now, but a couple of year, a year and a half between the seven and eight. Of course, this has been a long time coming, and it builds up to this moment, and uh, this was a, an achievement indeed, and, and go with your gut. If you're listening and you're trying to break it down, you're doing here. We 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 didn't we don't actually do that here, Castle Talk. If you listen to us, we talk, we dig, we have questions, we have thoughts, we have things we want to want to see. But at the end of the day, we are letting our emotions tell the story here and how we're breaking it down. And our emotions are definitely affected and removed. And as I sat there sobbing, watching uh, Ian Glenn as Jorah Mormont die. Um, uh, that is my feeling this episode. It got me. It got to me. It did its job. And wow, what a feat. And we still have three more to go. Mm-hmm. That is it for this week. Don't forget to follow my friends here on all the things they do, including Lawn. You can follow him at Lawns and, and Watching Thrones. Yep. We'll be here tomorrow morning. There'll be a bunch <laughs> of other smart people talking about all this same stuff. Absolutely. Uh, Rachel? Uh, Instagram and Twitter at Rachel J. Cushing. You know her as the crusher. Uh, Andres Cabrera. Yeah, Instagram and Twitter at Squad Leader Ace. Also on First Cut, the YouTube channel for the Meaning of Podcast. Absolutely. He and Robert Butler III do some great work over there. I hope you guys are listening to that. You can follow me at Cadnapsuck. Go to my website, Cadnapsuck.com, for information on where to buy my book, pre-order, Why We Love Star Wars, May 15th. It's out uh, that is that. All right. I'm hitting the road. I'm going to Vegas and I'm going to play them damn Game of Thrones slots and I'm going to win because that's what happened here today. Aria won the day. We'll see you next time on Casterly Talk.